Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details. What's up, everyone? Westworld TV Talk. That's right. It's Bo here from the TV Talk podcast. And uh, yeah, we got a new episode of Westworld. I, this season continues to be really solid. However, <laughs> I have to like throw in one little caveat this, this particular episode because they did something I think is so fascinating, so cool, like really, really fun. And then they did it in like five seconds. And of course, I'm talking about when you find out that the park itself was a simulation of the, the previous park. That would have been such a cool concept to play around with and do so like in more of like a serious fashion as opposed to in kind of a winking at it fashion, which is kind of the way I feel like they they went at it. I mean, you know, uh, it is what it is, but I just I feel like that could have been really interesting, really interesting. So, you know, it is what it is to me that that's one of those situations where. Everything up until now, to me as a fan, has kind of communicated. All right, we're back on track. You know, we get why people love, uh, you know, why at least a, a large group of the fan base really loved the first season of Westworld. And it was kind of a return to that. We've got we've got the parks, but we do have that intrigue. We do have that kind of, you know, uh, undertones of what's going on and the revolutionary aspect of things. And, you know, it's it's a flip because now the robots are running the show. That's an, that's a really interesting concept. And we have a brand new world. And I don't even mind the fact that the loops are the same or that the stories are the same. I actually think that sense of familiarity is not a bad thing. And honestly, the, the sense of repetition that comes from that is very theme park. Because, I mean, like, you can only go to Disneyland so many times when, you know, and see the exact same things happen over and over again. You can only ride the ride so many times. Eventually, it is going to come across as repetitious. And I don't, I don't think that's a bad thing. I think even if it seems a little redone, that should be by design. That should be intentional. Um, now, that being said, you know, it'd be great if we went deeper into the parks. You know, when we got deeper into Westworld, that was when some of the craziness started happening. And we started to kind of get like flesh out the park you know, larger than just the entry level. And so it would have been cool to see Caleb and Maeve explore Chicagoland. That's what I've been kind of calling it in my head anyway. Like, it's like explore Chicagoland beyond just the, you know, the loading screen, beyond just the the entry level, beyond just the, the same kind of, you know, sequence that Maeve is, is uh, connected with. That being said, it did provide a lot of opportunities. Like, so we see Maeve watching out all of these things and kind of the cathartic experience to be a viewer in this new world. And also to, you know, you got the slight sense from her that like, not, not necessarily longing for it, but the comfort of knowing exactly what's going to happen. Uh, it was, it was reminiscent of when Dolores talked to her father about how they would wake up and sit on the porch and, and, you know, he'd ask about what she was going to do about the splendor and yada, yada. And there was something about the fact that even though that was a trap, even though that was, was kind of a torturous existence and experience because it was so repetitious because it was the life they knew before they woke up, there's something about that, that there's a, there's a, 
There's a longing for that. There's a sense of which that was home because that was home. And so, you know, you got that in the way in which she was kind of watching everything unfold around her. There was, you know, there's slight disgust. There was perhaps mild embarrassment, a little bit of pride, but then also that sense of like, you know, longing to be home. A lot going on in that scene. Really, really loved it. And yeah, I just, I wish that they had drawn out the concept of playing the uprising as, you know, I guess just as part of the park experience for more than, you know, a minute. I think that would be great. Look, there's a lot of uh, speculation going on right now that Caleb is a host. And I understand it. I mean, we've gotten reference to something that happened during, uh, you know, the the revolution. And, you know, Maeve did something at the lighthouse. And, and we're not, you know, not going to talk about it and yada, yada, yada. So so we don't know exactly what happened. Um we got in this episode, specifically during the Inside the Park, Maeve gets shot, Caleb does not. Uh, she points out the fact that they're only going to injure hosts, they don't injure humans. Um, this could be, you know, if, if, the, if they are doing the idea that Caleb is a host, this could very well be kind of a, you know, uh, what do you call it, like a bait and switch, a red herring, um, something to make you think, oh, oh no, see, see he is. Or, and it could be one of those situations where we're seeing it from his perspective, and so he doesn't see the fact that he got injured. But um, because it doesn't look like anything to him because he hasn't woken up yet to realize that he is a host. I don't know that I like that idea, honestly. Like, I, I think that's fine if they do that. It's a little redone. I mean, that was that was a great storyline for Bernard. But as I've mentioned before, one of the things that we need in this series more is human characters. We need characters with stakes. Great example of this. That extremely tense moment where Caleb's trying to get his daughter out and you kind of hope that's not actually his daughter, but you don't know. And you've just seen this horrific uh, thing where they're getting all of these people to commit suicide. The stakes are real because those are real people. They're not robots that can just reboot. They are real people. And even if they get replaced by hosts, that person is dead. And this host then goes on to live a new life, but that is not the same person as the person that died. There is a difference. And so like when we see the child, we recognize this. He can't just make another host child. That's his daughter, or at least, you know, he thinks that's his daughter. So those kind of stakes need to exist and those are important. And so please Westworld, keep Caleb human. Please keep him human. I love the fact that we got the revelation that William is still alive, that human William is still alive. I don't mind the idea of like a host William going around and, and doing all this stuff. I like it. I like that concept better now knowing that, you know, William's head and, and theoretically body in, inside that suit. But regardless, that he is underneath the parks, that he's alive, that, that there is still a value in kind of keeping him alive. And there's stakes revolving around his character. The the man in black going around and killing people like this, very reminiscent of the movies. Obviously, the man in black from uh, the Westworld series was a host, and so he really kind of fully embodies that in a new kind of way here. Um, looks like there might be copies of him, given the fact that after he come, confronted Maeve, he got shot up and then you know came back. I don't I don't believe when we saw him return that there was any blood on him. So I'm thinking that I'm thinking that that's we've got multiples. You know, I think we got multiple Williams, uh, multiple Billbots, whatever you want to call him. Uh, and that's, that's cool. We got further confirmation that these bugs that are going around are somehow controlling the humans. We don't quite full know what it is. I wonder if the, the mindset here is that like they're trying to turn the humans into the insects of their world, right? Like Hale or Haloris, you know, she's mentioned that she's not going to just replace everybody that she's also, you know, keeping humans around, but it's almost like 
doing so to facilitate a similar purpose that insects do for humans. And we don't quite know exactly what that is yet. And so given the fact that we're using insects as kind of the main, the means of spreading around this system of control, um, I think that that maybe speaks to not just where hail or Halora seal sees humans, but also, you know, the way in which they might serve a purpose in this new world. Maybe it's more to kind of create a hive mind, uh, you know, type existence for humanity. I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to see. It may be, you know, <laughs> it may be that hell, that Haloris is trying, is going to use the humans to create a cathartic West world type experience for the hosts to, to, you know, live out kind of what we saw in season two, but in this, this case, more intentional as opposed to ironic. So that could be kind of cool. I don't know. We have to we have to see what what she's up to. We do get uh, kind of the revelation that she does refer to herself as Hale, right? Like the kid the kid robot mentions you know her by name. She says Hale. She doesn't refer to Dolores. She doesn't refer to Wyatt. Uh, she calls her Hale. And so I guess from this point on, we'll start referring to her as Hale, even though Hale is dead, and that is you know a Dolores Wyatt Hale hybrid you know, host inside, you know, a, a hail body. So from this point on, we'll be referring to her as hail, but obviously not hail. Bernard finally returns. He went up to the sublime, uh, visiting robot heaven, which, uh, you know, we talked about, uh, before whether or not that's in a satellite or in the Valley, we're not entirely sure where it's being stored. Um, but there he finds out, you know, he gets this kind of prophetic way to look into all of these various possibilities to see what is going to happen. He's Dr. Strange to some extent, uh, and he's trying to figure out how he can help the human race. I thought that this notion that like Bernard loves humans. Um, yeah. Okay. I, I do get that Bernard was more attached to humanity than the rest of the hosts because he was kind of the first human clone robot. You know, I mean, I, I don't even know exactly how to say what he was, but the, the point is that he was not a host. He was a copy of a human. And so he's got this kind of connection to humanity, but this notion that he just loves all humanity seems odd to me. And I, I don't know, maybe that'll be explored a little bit more. Maybe he just sees the value in humanity and understands like the value in life that, you know, um, maybe it's because of the memories of his son, like, and, and meeting, uh, Arnold's wife and, you know, made the, might be something to that where he recognizes like, Hey, we get to reboot. They don't get to reboot. There's something precious in about that. We want to tend that garden. We want to make sure that we're, we're caretakers of what we've been entrusted with. Not because, you know, not because they created us to do so, but because we see the value in, you know, in, in that uh, nonsense of permanent permanent. So it'll be interesting to see how that plays out. At first I thought I wasn't going to like that storyline, but as it went on, I was like, Oh, you know what? I, I do kind of like this. And it plays around with kind of the time elements that Westworld always plays around with. And hopefully it's doing so in more of a light way or a light fashion. Um, we could be seeing, for example, Arnold, I'm sorry, Bernard playing like his, his lived experience right now might be just one possibility. Right. And so, and it's also possible that every single storyline that we're getting right now are various possibilities that Bernard is either experiencing or witnessing. And so we're going to see all of them kind of come to a head and, you know, recognize this, but then not know which one is the real, which one is actually the real world that's happening and which one's just a simulation inside Bernard's head. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. We'll see what ends up happening. This is going too long, but you know what? This this season of Westworld is really solid. Even the parts that, like I said, 
that I don't like, I only don't like them because they happen so quick. I would have liked more of that. So here's hoping that the, uh, the quality continues. I'm definitely here for it. There's obviously a ton more theories we could get into, but uh, let's see what happens next week. Until next time, y'all, let me know your thoughts. You can head over to Twitter, use the hashtag Westworld TV Talk. You can find all of our contact information, tvtalk.fm. Uh, I've been Bo. Until next time, I'll be back in a flash. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member. For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.